Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luan, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. We are delighted, excited about the great things that God is doing in our time for all the good things that he has started. We want to take this time as we celebrate and give thanks for the prayer. That prayer is key. Prayer is important. God responds to our prayer. A prayer of faith will heal us. Prayer of faith will restore us. Prayer of faith will establish us. So even today as we come before the Lord, I want us to have joy in our hearts. What a great day. What a great morning. The sun is out. We call it Mr. Tila Mutapa. A lazy sun is outside. We are enjoying ourselves. For those in Europe, you are in your spring or in your summer. You are enjoying yourself with us. We are entering into winter. We give thanks to the Lord for his faithfulness and we will love to welcome everybody across the world. All those who are listening to us, we are going to take this time to acknowledge you. Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah. Our churches are across this nation, South Africa, and as well in the overseas. For opportunity for broadcaster Mopeli FM. For all of our people across the nations, that God has a plan for your life. God's intent is to prosper you. God's intent is to establish you. As we come before the Lord, we are going to celebrate this day. Can we pray together? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We pray that, Lord, you will cover us by your blood, you will protect us, and you will lead us. As your word is being preached, may it change and transform us. We thank you, Lord, for this pleasant and awesome day that we find ourselves in. We thank you, Father, for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are going to continue. We have titled our message, Why Your Soul is Important. Why your soul is important. We hear in hospitals that people cry just before the end of their life. And during this time, when we have an invisible enemy, this invisible enemy uh, is stealing our life, is killing people across the world. 
And so it is proper that as we have taken funeral policies, as we have taken precautions to make sure that we are safe, and in the event, should we lose our life, we should have the decency to be buried decently. And I want to challenge us as we come that uh, we should prepare our soul, that God should be with us, not now only, but every time our relationship with God should be a perfect relationship. I want to challenge, but both hell for it. Which as a young man, as a young woman, you are looking at yourself and say, I think I have a long life. And I want to agree with you. God promises with long life, I will bless you. And today we receive that long life. God promised, I will give you health. I will heal you. Biblically, by his stripes, we heal. Even today, we receive that restoration. Even today, we receive that healing. I pray that you will experience the same grace, the same power of God. The subject of our teaching is why your soul is important. Chapter 8, and I read, it says, For what will it profit a man if he gains? The whole world. Hota tu la moto mosola ingu haka hapale fasiloti. He says, "What uh, will it profit the man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul?" Me hota tu sa moto ingu hor akapale fasiloti me ko bofelo alakakelwe kibo pelo bahakwe. And uh, he says, "Or oh, what will a man give in exchange?" For his soul, king sell. Moto akanelang kasona. Mobo katung ba mayawakawe. Mobo katung ba babupilo bakawe. He says, for uh, for whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous, sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes into glory of his Father with holy angels. Hallelujah. So far, more than a while, more than a hurry. You are, you are, you are, you are traveling the road. Let me get a more traveling the road. Me, how did I move from Amorena? Amorena to Nafasa. Because your body, you are a spirit, a soul, and body. Moto, overarung, we rebukimuto, boto pelo lemoa. Hola, let me know what are you planning to pelo lemoa. God wants us to secure our life, our soul, our, our spirit, and our body. We take care of our body. You can look how I look. I've taken care of my body this morning. I've taken water. I've washed. And I've been teaching. 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 Every time you wake up in the morning is a good time. Uh, everything that you do must relate to your spirituality. So, you take water, you take soap, you wash your body is a confession that you can make. 
in the morning to say, Lord, thank you. As I wash my physical body, may you, I confess my sins. Every sin, every evil dream that I might have dreamt, every evil intent of my heart. So how kapa wa kapa marana nkatwe on kaswisise jaka kidirisa meti nkatwe kamadiaka ho. Even as I wash my body with water, Lord, I pray by faith that you wash my soul, you wash my life with the blood of Jesus. May the sins that easily entangles me, the evil thoughts that I consistently think, may you wash me, may you wash my mind, may I consistently be clean. That's what I do daily. When I wake up, I get into the water. When I brush my teeth, I come before the Lord and say, may the words of my mouth be pleasing unto you. And today, so even today as we come before the Lord, the whole body, soul, you are a soul, uh, you, have a, you, you are a spirit, you have a soul and you live in a body. And Luruna, Kibuto, Pelo, Lemoa, Botokaufela, you have to protect your own life. You have to protect your own family by making sure that we don't only take care of ourselves. We don't only take care of the good things that are happening around us, but we are taking care of all that is necessary and of all that is important. And so your soul is you. Amen. So this COVID-19, you have to prepare yourself. We are taking the mask to cover our bodies, to cover our face. We are washing our hands to make sure that we are clean. We are staying away to make sure that this COVID-19 has no power or, 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 or will infect us. Listen, this is We need to protect and cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We need to leave. So we need to take care of ourselves. And here the word of the Lord gives us an understanding that we have, we are butu we are a spirit, soul, and body. And as we take care of our body, we need to know that the end will come. One day, this body will give up. There is an expiry date that is written on every other person. The disciples of Jesus were asking, when will the end come? And Jesus answered, he says, only the Father knows. The end will come. But when it will come, we don't know. The end might come like a thief in the night. The end might come even when you least expect the end might come. There was a, a documentary, we might have seen it, it's an international documentary, 1,001 ways to, uh, foolish ways to die. 1,001 foolish ways uh, to die. Wait, I am. I say, I will wait for that. Motila, that cricket, 
I ate him with my cana. He took a, a firecracker. He put it on his mouth. And he put it on. Unfortunately, during that time, I think because of the smoke of the, the, the fuse, as it was burning, he, 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 you know, he had to gasp. And that whole fire uh, uh, cracker went inside and got stuck on his throat. And they wrote their 1,001 ways to die foolish death. This is part and parcel of the challenge we are thinking about. That. You might with You might look at your life and think, "Oh, I'm still young. I'm still strong." Death comes in many ways. I pray that God will preserve us during this time of COVID-19. That you will fully recover from it in the name of Jesus. That you will not suffer the loss and uh, the loss of your loved ones, and that you will not suffer the loss of your livelihood. But a white man always prepares for the inevitable. There are things that are coming our way that even when we least expect, they happen. Your soul is important. Your soul never gets old. That's why they still feel fresh. Even old people, they don't see themselves as old. You get shocked. When people are calling you names, hey timer, hey this, and say, hey, am I that old? Is that visible? I'm not shocked that people are doing facial uh, 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 upliftment. And I say, hey, maybe one needs to go and do something. And I want to challenge you uh, today that uh, you have to understand that because your soul, your soul lives forever. When the body dies, the, the spirit continues. Your soul will continue to live. And here we see the soul is a real you. All the other things, the body, it's and that's why we say the person has left is no more with us and we say may his soul rest in peace the question is will your soul rest in peace will you have made all the precautions to make sure that your soul rests in peace and that is my challenge there is no benefit in gaining the whole world and losing your soul. You have conquered the world, but you have failed to conquer your own soul. God has blessed us. We have houses, we have cars, we have resources. God wants us to prosper. He says, Christ, Christ died on the cross that through his death we may have life and have it more abundantly. May you have an abundant life to stay in the name of Jesus. May you have We pray today, as we come before the Lord, I want you to have an understanding. Few things, then we will close and have communion. There is nothing valuable that can be exchanged for your soul. 
Hakusipa le fatin. Sasa katenchuan or sekale kale kanwa le mwa The whole world with one soul. The Bible says what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world? Hotatola mutu musola en haruwa le fatin lote mebo pelo bahai bonyalelo. Sel sere rahore moya wakutu. On a living, the value of the soul of a man is greater than all the things on the face of the earth. What we value, what we cherish, the day we get sick, the day the, 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 the spirit leaves the body, is the day you realize that all things are useless. In the book of Moreli, it says this, Solomon writes, Are my, 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 my timokano alifela. Vanity of vanities. At the end of his life, King Solomon comes to the realization that his efforts, the big mansions, everything that he has built, cannot be equal to the life that he possesses. And he says, vanity of vanities. After Motabereglidi Mohadili Dinze, Potokero Obereketi in, Ono Tanasela, O Tanasela in, Ono mobiganya ya Job chapter one. Bible yana bosaire Satani atak ile mudima kupanele baraba mudimo Satani le naiki safu. Mwana na hamu bosaire mwana diabolos Satani umakamfa utwakai arinzeki kinyoloha kithaoha nzeki zola zola fela so kikete kikete lenaka me habuni weza. Some of us rekete kikete lenaka. We have neglected the most important thing. Mwawarona. Amudimo ahotswarele. Amudimo ahisemwa ya wakako. Amadiamo rena jeso atatwe mube. Bobo moko nina le mube bobo le moko ena. We need the repentance. We need the salvation that has come through the blood of Jesus. There is nothing valuable that can be exchanged for your soul. I want you to think about famous people. Every famous person that you know in South Africa and everywhere in the world. This morning, I was thinking about powerful people like Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, Lady Diana, uh, Nelson Mandela, and many others who are really powerful. We have some of the most astounding powerful celebrities. When you look at them, you are thinking they have it together. Life is working, and the same is true. celebrities. They look like they have it together with their sunglasses, walking and uh, showing uh, every little thing that they do. They take a picture. The food they eat, they take a picture. The shoe, they take a picture. The shops they go, they take a picture. The paper bag that might not necessarily contain the. The, the clothes that are in it, they take a picture that it will show the brand. We like those kinds of things because we find our value. But I want you to what what a surprise it will be. After you have tried to gain the whole world to discover that it is not so. The superstars, they look like they've, they've gained the whole world. But sometimes people forget their own soul. It's a very dangerous thing. Think about the people, powerful people, Michael Jackson. He was a billionaire. 
They had everything going. We are told a story that one day he was preparing for his world tour. He was dancing furiously and they say he was a perfectionist in his dance. And they say he was used to this. Now and then he will ask his doctor for a Murubateka injection. The doctor will, will, will inject him so that he can sleep at night. The, the injection that they are talking about is like this one they use in the theater when they do operations. And they say that day, it was one drop too many. And he never woke up in the morning. He couldn't come back to life. And, and that is a challenge that I want to bring to you. All the joys, the thriller, the, the joy of traveling the world and showing everything. What a shock it will be when he opens his eyes and he finds himself the other side. You can think about a powerful person like Lady Di, who when, it, when she got married, the whole world came to a full stop. I remember I was a young boy. We're using those old televisions, black and white, who were sitting there watching and listening. It was a whole day affair. It was like she has gained the whole world. I remember when our profound fathers, when there was a release, the whole world came to a, a, a standstill. But the question is, after you look at Michael Jackson and the many others, what will be? He was a, a billionaire, but did he ever think that the following week will be his funeral? When he took that last injection, did he ever think next week the whole world will come to a stop? We are told about the death of Lady Di, that she was in a hotel with a, with a lover, and uh, they show it on a, on a video, the many videos they show that she got into a car, she never thought, they were told that she was in a restaurant, she never thought her life might end that fast. Even ourselves, we look at ourselves and we think we still have it together. It's not your health, it's not your exercise, it's not the food you eat. Because some people will tell you, if you take this supplement and that supplement, if all these things are necessary and they are important. But yesterday, or a day before, we are told that in Pakistan or so, 90 plus people, I think 92 people, the airplane crashed and they died. Only two people survived. I don't think any of them ever thought the end will come that quick. I want to challenge you this, this morning that your soul is important. Why your soul is important? Because your soul can be destroyed. Your soul can be lost. And I want you to make sure that your soul is preserved. Even during this difficult, challenging time, we are all of us talking about the coronavirus, its ability to destroy our life. I'm saying to you, you can fortify and protect yourself by receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Amen. Your soul is important because it can be destroyed. The book of Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. Mayawakahu, obutokwa, because... It can be destroyed. Matthew 10, 28. It says, do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. That is my wakako. But rather fear him who is able to destroy both the soul and the body in hell. So there is hell where the soul can be destroyed. I said last week that hell was made for Satan. 
It was not made for humans. People sometimes, they've got this false word that Satan is the boss in hell. That's not so. It's like, it's like the mindset that people have that Satan is the boss. It's not so. I want to start an answering for you will be burning. You will be roasted. If there is anyone who will be having a fork, it will be God. If ever that that will be the case. I want to challenge you today that your soul can be destroyed in hell. And today I'm saying to you, you can avoid the destruction of your own life and your own soul. The Bible says, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world? And loses his soul. What else will I want to mosola in? Hohapa di toto lilukumo la lefati. Never la kerohala kebopelobaka boy. Ala kerohwa kemoya waka. What will it profit? There is a place called hell. Most of the time, baruti hari lerita ba yo yaro. Hona lady, hona lady hell. Hona lady hell. Hell is real. I know we make a joke today because within our human rights and the many things they say make the people laugh. And so they say these are right. People have the right to destroy their own life. And therefore the world and the leaders, political leaders, they will agree for you to destroy your own life. There is a place called hell. What can a man give in exchange for you? To go to hell. Your soul is important because your soul can die. Your soul can die. The book of uh, Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4. Behold, all souls are mine. The soul of the father, the soul of the son, the soul of the son, the soul of the son, the soul that sins will die. Moya The soul that sins shall die. Jesus spoke about the rich man who was doing very well. And I think today there are such kinds. We have what we call new rich people. New rich people, most most of us who are just working, uh, we come from very poor, what we call blue-collar families. We are new rich people. Every time you get money, you want to show you have money. We see it by the clothes we dress. We see somebody, somebody will go and buy a car, yet there's no place to stay. You will buy a car, massive car, to impress everybody else that I'm rich. I know a family here in South Africa, the one was driving, I think the Ferraris, the, the husband was driving a Ferrari and the wife was driving a Ferrari. They will go to the same party and they will come and back, pack their cars back to back. And they became so bankrupt that even the saying is not true that you are as poor as the church mouse. I think the mouth is rich because it never had to work. Its food is always there. It has everything that it needs. They became poor because of that kind of a mindset. And here, there was this young rich ruler who thought to himself, rich man, who thought to himself, all he said, like now, we are going through a very difficult time. There are people who are well off, who don't even feel the pinch of what we are talking about. They've got more than enough even to spare. When you beg on the street, people look at you and call you names. When they eat, they just bite the bread once and throw it away, not knowing that there's billions of people who have nothing to eat. 
When they see countries that are portrayed on television as poor, they say the leaders of these nations are useless, forgetting that some of these first world countries have stolen everything that should have made those nations to be what they are. Our sugar, our gold, our diamond is finished, is going elsewhere. And contracts have been signed to keep everybody as a slave. If you don't do it, you will be like Zimbabwe. If you don't agree, they will take everything from you and make sure that your people revolt. There's never peace. May the Lord have mercy. Now, the book of Luke, chapter 12. Luke chapter 16 to 21. Biblia Muhumi, of the rich young men. This young man was so rich that he said to himself, There is a saying that is spoken today by many of our young people, you can retire at 40. In other words, you are going to work so hard. Make sure that you have your investments across, across the world. The things like coronavirus are equalizers. The stock exchange crashes. The oil investments have become nothing. Zero. In South Africa, oil has become the cheapest thing you can find. And we don't even have one single well. Those countries that dependent on oil, they're starting to learn that it was a bad, bad, bad investment for them to think it will always be so. Our air companies are crashing. They are closing as fast. This, this, this coronavirus has caused so much pain. China must pay. I want, I want us to come before the Lord as we read this. Luke 12, 16 to 21. It says, he spoke a parable. Jesus spoke a parable to them saying, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plenty. And he, he said, and he thought within himself, What shall I, I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there I will store all my crops, my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years to take. Take your ease. Storage. Me I pulela arama ya wakahonare moya wame ike ke uka ujamunati. He said to himself, I'll be at ease. I will eat and drink and be merry. This seems like a boot bula boot. We block a strata We block the streets. In our townships where we are, when somebody has just gotten a breakthrough. We make a party, we close the street. We don't use the proper space gram or the, the, the radios, the hi-fis that we have in the houses. No, we open, we put such powerful music, we pimp it up, as we see, we pimp it up with the kind of music that will deafen and you take the, the windscreens of the car if you close it out. And they, they say, uh, open the boot, brother, let's enjoy. And then we have got girls with skirts, what we call mini skirts. You can even see the painting. 
They will be dancing there and say, this young rich ruler was the kind of mind that he had. He, he was there that we are going to eat. We are taking it easy. We are going to eat. We are going to drink. We are going to be merry. But God said, that night, God said, fool, this night, your soul will be required of you. Your soul will be demanded. That's why it's very funny that sometimes people die during this, these excursions. When people are thinking I'm in charge, soon their life escapes them. And it proves to all of us that none of us is in charge. This young rich ruler was thinking he would do well. And God said, tonight your soul will be required of you. Even us, as we go through the challenges that we are going through, we have to have an understanding that your soul will be required of you. That as we plan and we work our life, the end is not far. Somebody was saying, life is as far as the thickness of your hair. If you stretch it enough, it will break. And he says, that's how fast your life can snap. One woman, we are told the story, this woman was pregnant, the husband who used to come home, he liked staying in the pubs, he liked staying in the Shebeel, drinking. And one night he came back home and the wife has dilated, was calling and no answer. As the dentally also, the husband arrived, the woman was very furious and annoyed, and she said to him, I will kill you one day. But when she said, I will kill you, she had a, a knife. She was busy working in the, in the house. She had a knife, and she pointed the knife just close to the neck, and says, I was going to give birth in the house. So I said to the husband, uh, I will kill you one day. What she did not know, she pushed the knife slightly deeper. There is a vein or an artery that snaps. The skin was just bruised slightly. Then the man had internal bleeding. And since he was drunk, he just went to bed. And he never woke up again. When you look at it, it's a simple death. Nobody could see until post was done. It's then that they realized the man bled, and there was just a small bruise. So they were asking, is there any fight? Was he fighting at the park? No. Did he fight with anyone going home? No. Was there a fight in the house? No one says no. Except after many days, she said that she remembered. I pointed the knife at my husband. And that is my challenge. Your soul is fragile. Handle it with her. Your life is fragile. Handle with care. When you think you are in charge, you might lose it. When you think things are working, everything. Like now, where some of our people were thinking we are rich. And suddenly we realize we, it's all loans. And soon the bank is going to make a demand. They can give us a, a break to pay. But there's going to be a day. Three months, six months, a year from now, the bank will say it has been far too long a break. We want our assets back. So that's the challenge to you. Your soul is important. Your soul is... Your soul can be lost. So this young rich ruler, he said to himself, I will take it easy. I will eat. 
I'm going to be happy. And the Lord said, tonight, this night, your soul, and we will see what will be of these many things you have. We will see. You can think about all the celebrities I spoke about. What a shock it will be that when they die, they got all their attention, but they never got, if they never got, gave God a, a attention, what will be of their life? They were shocked the other side. To say, really, can life come out to this? And that's why Jesus was speaking to his disciples. He says, it's going to be very difficult for some of our most rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. He says, it will be easy for a Cayman to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to come to God. What money does, it makes you very proud to think you are in charge. When you are talking to the people, you have no honor, no respect for them. And today I want to challenge you that your life is important. What a shock it will be when you die and when these celebrities die. They never thought the following week when Michael Jackson took, took that needle that he was used to taking week after week, day after day, and he could not wake up. What a shock it was. Lady died. What a shock it was. That you still had life. It's not like you are sick. It's not like, oh, I'm old. I'm sick. Uh, I want to go. We are told that there is a man who has lived long and he says, when they interviewed him, he says, I think God has forgotten me. Yes, my address. He has forgotten my address. May the Lord have mercy. Amen. Jesus told us as well about the story of a second rich man who was dressed in purple. Lazarus and the rich man. The rich man, the Bible says, he lived very comfortably. And he had Lazarus on the side. The Bible says Lazarus died and he went to heaven. The angels came and took him. And the same rich man died. And the Bible says he was buried. And after he was buried, the Bible tells us in the book of Luke 16, verse 19 to 31, it tells us that the rich man uh, started to, after he died, he looked up. I thought his eyes were buried. How do you see when you are dead? It's one of the most profound stories. Say the story. Say there is a place where people don't ask. This man, the rich man, when he realized every time when he asked for things, God said no. He asked, can Lazarus just give me a drop? The answer was, no. He said then, uh, can Lazarus go down and tell my five brothers? The answer was, no. You said, can Lazarus cross over and come this side? The answer was no. When you are in hell, all the answers are no. He tried and he cried. He says, I have five brothers and we are the five brothers that are left. And today I want to talk to you as if you have any person of your family who have died. Because whether they are, they wish they could come back. 
And tell us, this is a reality. If there are many who have resurrected, if there are many who have written their hell experience and heaven experience, but do we believe them? We don't. Why? Because we still believe we are better than them. Your soul is important because your soul can, can, can be lost. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Your soul can be destroyed in hell. That's why Bibliary Moyawa Re Lumoyawa Murwa Kuami Arnsimi Moyao Sinyan. Whosoever sins will die. Our sin leads us to death. Your soul is important because it is you. He was crying, I'm in hell, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. I thought he didn't have a time. I thought we buried his time. He was crying, desiring. I thought he could not speak. And God said to him, you remember in your lifetime. And he said, please send Lazarus to go to my, my father's house. Today I've come into your house. I'm saying to you, make your life right with God. Make your life right with God. Your soul is important. Why your soul is important? Because it can be destroyed. Most people will get shocked when they die that they never prepared. They bought the car for the comfort of their body. They bought a nice bed for the comfort of their body. They dress very expensive label clothes for the comfort of their body. They even uh, paid for very expensive mortuary uh, vehicles and the uh, coffin expensive. Everything was class. Even in their death, it was class. The whole township came to a stop. To a stop. To a standstill. But is it the reality of your soul? Did they celebrate in heaven your arrival or you were in hell crying? I want to challenge you that God has a good plan for your life. Not to harm you, but to prosper you. The book of Romans chapter 6, 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. The wages, twelve. I want to pray with you. Don't make fun of the word of God. I know sometimes when I preach like this, we are making a joke. Hell is real and heaven is real. He says to the, to the rich and ruler, tonight and today, I want to challenge you to say, Think about it. What will happen to you when you die? Are you sure you are going to make heaven? Are you sure you are going to have a profound, powerful experience with God? Heaven is real and hell is real. It's a serious prison. The Bible says it is better to lose your eye, to lose your arm, and to enter the kingdom of heaven than to enter, to go to hell with all of what you have. In other words, it's better to deny yourself certain things in life so that you can enjoy the goodness that God has to bring to you. Hell is real. Turn, turn away from your evil ways. Enter the kingdom of heaven and God will give you grace. The book of Matthew 18, verse 8 and 9 says, if your hand or your foot makes you to sin, cut it off. All these people who always lead you astray. May the Lord have mercy. Amen. God has chosen that people should be saved by faith. 
through the blood of Jesus Christ. Christ died on the cross that our sins may be forgiven. God loves you and has a good plan for your life. Not to harm you. God wants you to be healed. The real healing starts with the healing of your soul. Knowing that I'm forgiven. Yes, I'm a sinner. Yes, I have left in many things. But God has been gracious to me. Hallelujah. The soul is an important thing. And that's why I say your soul is more important than your house. Your soul is more This things they are not as important as your soul. Give your life to God today. I am telling you about heaven and hell. Your soul is very important. Jesus has come to save us. Today, this morning, I see the blood of Jesus speaking over us. Oh, speaking over your life. Saying this one cannot be destroyed. Jesus, in the book of uh, Moses speaks about it in the book of Exodus chapter 12, verse 13. God speaks, he says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. You can make a decision to receive Jesus. Your sins will be forgiven. Jesus is able to forgive an adulterer, a murderer, a liar. In all formats, Jesus is able to make all things right for us. And this morning, you can receive the Lord. Your mind, you can change your mind and receive Jesus. When death comes, it will be too late. Let me close this message with this and then have communion. There is a man who came to church. He was invited. So many times he refused. The only time he came to church, the pastor preached. He never said amen. The pastor, uh, was, the songs were sung in the church. He never left, no, appreciated what was happening. Most of us will love to take our family members to the church. They look like they were, they were the lovers of God. You can take a dead body to church, but you can't take them to heaven. And today, I'm saying to us, we can make right with God, and God will show kindness and mercy towards us. May you receive the grace of the Lord. I want us to take this prayer of salvation. Maybe you have never considered eternity. I hope that you will take this seriously upon yourself. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Whatever sin you have committed, God has not sent this son to condemn the world, but that through him the world may be reconciled to God. Verse 17 of the book of John, chapter 3, says God has not sent his son to condemn the world, but that through him the world may be reconciled to God. Today, we're going to see what